How's it going, Ben? <laughs> it's going well, Rob. How are you? Just having my uh, mer- morning coffee. Couldn't even say morning right. I'm more awake than I was last week, but uh, that might have just be carrying over from last night. You look like you woke up. I mean, try to guess. Okay, so it's 11, 13 a.m. You woke up at 10.30. Uh, remember when I texted you? Yeah. That's when I woke up. That was like 10.30, right? Yeah. It's a good guess, Ben. Good so guess. You were, I mean, you were, you were right. Congratulations, Ben. You won. 10.34. You won 10.34. 10.34. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I take that back. That's when I got out of bed. I woke up at like 9. Oh, okay. I'm just kind of like Instagrammed and tweeted and yeah, nine, nine well, is a good time. I got up at nine too, but I, I needed to, I was, uh, I had a weekend while I was up every night till, um, 5am, but it was due to the, I was in a really cool place in Michigan, like with some friends in the forest. Oh, I'm well aware. Been following you on the Instagram stories. It was pretty Holy wild. Fuck. It was when insane. we talked about shooting a music video for me, like a year, year and a half ago, I was like, how cool would something like that be? And I'm like, Ben will never go for it. Like, that sounds way too involved and in-depth. You guys are slaying it. <laughs> it was a lot of work. It was um, it was this probably like top, aside from DZ Fest, that, that's a whole other world. Aside from that, it was like top three hardest things I've had to do, like production-wise, by far. It was insane. I mean, so, you know, you don't got to, like, totally go into it, but how, like... I brought a lot... What's of, the gist? I won't go too far in it, but a good friend of mine has a nice place that's been in the family for a bit in Michigan, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And when I first went there, I was like, man, we should film here. I know it's going to be a lot of work, but I got the gear, and we got the know-how, and I've never seen anything like this. And, yeah, so we brought a bunch of stuff. I had a, my fancy fat extension cords i bury at dz fest i had them going down the hill um like 300 feet buried under sand I, all the cables are buried brought all the gear all the studio stuff same same microphones and interface i use here so it sounds great and we did a one shot and it uh it's at, at dusk at um golden hour right before the sun hit the horizon it was pretty awesome and it turned out great and those wait be out so soon. it wasn't just a music video it was a live there was a music video it's a, it's a, that's a live session. No, nothing. It's a real live session. Really happened. We have headphones with hearing the feed into Holy our Holy fuck. It was insane. It was really cool. And really, it took a lot of work. But I've been doing crazy stuff like that for a while. So it was something I knew I could do. I just, I'd be aware of the sand. The sand was a huge thing to be aware of because sand and um, equipment do not go well. Dude, if it gets in mics or it's, mixing it's boards, you fuck. It's done because... It's going to change. It's sand, but it's also, you know, small shavings of rock. So it's, if it gets into electronics, it's going to change the way electricity flows through it. And it could right. overheat or it could, um, it's going to conduct electricity differently. So it's like not good either. It's, it's so did you just component. have like garbage bags you would just put no, over? No, I was just extremely careful and thorough. And I was like the only one touching my stuff. And I just did it meticulously and took my time. And like just, I, luckily it wasn't really windy. So we got, we, it's. You'll be out soon. You'll see it. It was really fun. It was dude. Crazy. Honestly, I can't wait. Like I sat working on a project like that. Literally sounds like a blast. Even if you're just like the fly on the wall. It was fun, but oh. man, this we had to go up and down 200 stairs every time. Wooden stairs slanted in a forest. So like carrying down a drum kit and a hundred pound snake that's 150 feet long. Hundred pound snake. 
so the 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 box that you see on a stage that everyone plugs plugs the mics into and it has a thick cable that goes to the mixer oh that's yeah, called yeah, a snake yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, uh, I, no, I brought a massive I, one I, right my mind my mind went to the animal right exactly i, I know what you're referring sure to, sure and uh that was very heavy and and but it was strong enough and it's 150 feet has 40 cables running through it and uh it's we were able to send the, the headphone feed and the micro feed back and forth so it was pretty how strange. many people did you have on your crew just six of us the five of us playing and zach filming that's it and there, nobody okay. else just us six. i don't know if i've met zach uh you've probably met him at DZ Fest. He's uh Vinny, my you know, the drummer who played on your record. He it's his younger yeah, brother, younger brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a lot of fun and it was pretty um exhausting. Was Trevor and there? Good workout. Trevor was there. He played synth. That's what I thought. I uh, thought I saw yeah. pictures. Yeah, it'll be it'll be out soon. It was pretty pretty wild, pretty surreal. Hard to do. Now that I know what it takes, it's like, man, if I do this again, it's gonna have to be Yeah. <laughs> You need to find some people that are not your friend. Uh, but the thing is, it's the like viewers can't see what I'm doing right now. You need to find people that are not your friends and and charge the shit out of them because, I, like I said, as an outsider's perspective, I'm on my Instagram stories going, "Dude, it literally looks like Spielberg shooting Jaws right now." <laughs> hopefully, like, hopefully this is worth it. And it, I mean, obviously, the art is what is at the end of the day always worth it. But it was you know. worth it. It was pretty, pretty awesome. And the out, the output is um, surreal. I was too much in the moment thinking, cause I, I also performed. So I had to think like creatively Then I had to think like technically, and then I had to think like the aesthetic. And then I also had to like, I'm so glad I've been working out and healthy. Cause that was one of the hardest workouts I ever did. I'm carrying hundreds and hundreds of pounds of stuff up and down 300 stairs in a forest. It's dark and you couldn't roll down a hill or something. It's all forest with you. If you look, once you see the video, we do a 360 yeah. shot and one of the, Zach captures it and you could just see like an endless force and it's just you can't you know isn't you can't even tell where the cables went to how are we recording like you would have no idea like I don't even know how they captured this because I buried all the cables so it's all hidden so it just looks like we're floating on sand it's pretty wild pretty cool but uh I'm thank you I appreciate your um your kindness and curiosity I'm excited to show the world and I'm also excited for this podcast and what are we going to talk about what's going on with movies there's some good netflix movies coming out. i just saw two trailers so um, uh full disclosure i've not watched the devil all the time yet i haven't either because i've been waiting to be in the right headspace and i've just been really really busy and just doing stuff and i want to just like sit down and take it because it looks like it's gonna be a really cool movie you know so I I'll make I'll make this very quick. This is what I've watched in the last week because I'm currently writing and recording some stuff and doing my other podcast. And we shot Rob the Renovator, and uh, we'll talk more about it later. But I got my Halloween decorations done, <laughs> and I have made friends with all of the neighbors. And uh, one of them's like, "You're going to be in the paper," and I'm like, "Okay, nice, dude." That's <laughs> so. Cool. Anyways. Um, little, little busy. That's why my sleeping schedule has been crazy. I'm up till like four or five in the morning. And then, yeah, I love it though. That, I, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. So I'll make this quick. I think it was Friday or Saturday, maybe Friday, Friday. Um, I, I have played this game for two months. This is also a sign of depression possibly. Um, played this game for two months where I go on Netflix 
and I scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And then I go to Amazon Prime and I scroll and scroll and scroll. And then I go to HBO and I scroll and I scroll. And then I go back to Netflix and it's like the three or Disney Plus. Or Hulu. What? Yeah, I don't have Hulu. But oh, whatever. Okay. Either way. Trust me, too many options to begin with. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, eh, eh. So last week, I, I don't even know if I mentioned it on the show, but I started, like, I, I rewatched Sinister. I watched Scary Stories Telling. It's fine, whatever. So I was like, you know, I'm just so restless. Like, I want to watch a really good, and I'm like, should I hook the DVD player up and rewatch the director's cut of The Exorcist? I haven't seen that in years. Like, I want to really get in. I, for multiple years now, have not done the Halloween experience that I used to do when I was a kid and just watch horror movies. I'm not a huge horror movie fan. I like, obviously, the ones that can stand on their own as films, like The Conjuring or The Exorcist or The Omen, Halloween, Psycho. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean. So, anyways, I'm like, I'm in the mood to watch Beetlejuice. I have legitimately have not seen Beetlejuice since I was probably 10. Mm. Like, I used to watch that movie all the time when I was a kid. And then, like, I just remember, like, by, like, fifth or sixth grade, just never having watched the movie again. Yeah. And are you a fan? I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. So I rewatched it, and it's like, oh, my God, that's one of the greatest movies ever it's, fucking it's amazing. made. It's amazing. It's, I mean, like, that's why I, it's and a I classic. I remember the whole movie. I re- like, I remembered all this. Oh, yeah, that's that scene. And, yeah. oh, oh, and then that's when they do that. And. You know, Winona Ryder's character, Catherine O'Hara's character, you know, blah. but like the thing that I took away from this go around now being older and having seen so many other films and all that kind of stuff right out of the gate, Tim Burton's second movie ever made. Michael Keaton is fire. I put this on my Instagram stories. He is firing on all. He's cylinders. the best. And then he makes that movie. What it is. He's dude. Tim Burton, 1988. Beetlejuice, 1989, Batman, 1990, Edward Scissorhands. I don't know how. It's Edward. I don't know how. So, and all three movies, I love all three of those movies. They're some of my favorites. Tim Burton's one of my favorite directors. I mean, I I like wacky, quirky, quirky, random, oddity, unique, artistic, artor. Like you could tell, it, he his mind and hand was on everything of those those types of movies, you know. And he's made plenty of other great movies, but those three in a row. You're just like, oh, this is the beginning of like a creative genius, you know. I have to add. I'm sorry, I have to add Batman Returns, like those four in yes, a row. You're right. You're right. Me, Batman Returns is the far superior. You're right. Film. I mean, e- even like Pee Wee Herman, like, you know, right. like what I was a never weird a Pee Wee fan growing up. I've seen the movie. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, you it's know. it's goofy. It's weird, but like, yeah, those four in a row, like '88 to '92, like, holy cow, who who comes up with those ideas and that great of idea like that quick? At such a young age, I mean, he probably was our age or younger, younger than us, I'm assuming. Right. Actually. But now I just remember why I loved Beetlejuice so much, because, like, I remember watching the animated show, like, a lot, a lot. And that, like, fed me watching the movie multiple times. Rob, you're 30? You're going to be 30? Yeah. When, when's your birthday? November. You'll be 30? So, so Tim Burton came out with Beetlejuice at 30, which means he probably wrote it and worked on it at like 28, 29. Great. Thank, and, and thank then, you for making me feel like I'm Hey, nothing. I'm 32. <laughs> I'm also 30. So like, I'll be 31. So like, trust me, I feel. Well, I mean, at least, you know, you got a recording studio with, you know, <laughs> a little more legitimacy. But anyway, anyways, my, my, my point is, so I'm like, God, like now I remember why, because it was like, 
um, the Indi- like the Indiana Jones movies I watched over and over and over and over and over as a kid. And like, but then there was like large period, like basically when you're a fucking piece of shit teenager, like 13 to like 20, like I didn't watch them. Um, but then like, I've rewatched them over the last, you know, here and there, like pull one or two out a year, like every couple years. Like, I think I rewatched, I've rewatched the, the I call it the trilogy over the last like two or three years. I know I've seen all three of them. But Beetlejuice is one of those, same with Jurassic Park. Um, but Beetlejuice was just one of those ones that, like, I remembered it so well, I thought, that I was like, ah, I don't, you know, I'd watch something else. My good, I'd watch it again. It's so so good. the next night, no bullshit, I'm like, I really just want to watch Edward Scissorhands. And this, this is another movie. I remember the, the whole movie, watched it dozens of times when I was a child. Um, I remember renting it at the video store all the time. There's a lot. I, I, I should, I should call my mom and be like, there are a list of movies. Why didn't you just buy them? You would have saved money. Right. I had not seen Edward Scissorhands probably since I was 10 years old. That movie is fucking fire. It's awesome. Oh my it's so God. Good. Alan Arkin totally forgot he was in the movie. Mm-hmm. His comedy we're like, we're like Anthony Michael Hall's like screaming at Edward. He's like, get out of here. Nobody likes you. And then a- Alan Arkin just like looks up from a newspaper. Where are you going, Edward? Yeah. <laughs> like the comedy, yeah. like when he makes him that drink for the first time and like he's trying to pick it up with this, you know, yeah. and then he just like sticks the straw in it. Alan Arkin's comedy, 10 out of 10 yeah. in that film. It's a great I movie. I forgot he was in the movie. Yeah. I mean, that movie's you know star studded with just great people from like like you said uh hall what, what um what's his first name anthony michael hall. anthony michael. i always want to see michael c hall anthony michael hall like he's been a famous actor for 35 years you know and then winona Ryder is like one of her biggest besides beetlejuice and that like one of her big not, probably she was probably what 20 years old when that came out yeah i did the yeah. math she was born in 71 so 19 uh yeah, yeah. no yeah it's huge i mean both and I mean, like, I remembered Vincent Price was in the movie. And um, I, so, and then you'd appreciate this. The other big, so Alan Arkin, the two biggest takeaways for me from that film, Alan Arkin and the color scheme. Mm-hmm. The pinks and the yes. yellows and the greens. The and set the design is awesome in that movie. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, down to the lampshades and the colors of their cars. Mm-hmm. It's a strange made-up world where it's, like, the best of, like, what, the 50s, 60s, and 70s came together. Like, all the little things of all that, the fashion, the ideas, the houses, the the social construct, all of it. Um, what a what a unique, like, love story. I've never, you'll never mixed see a love story in, like that. Mixed in with, like, uh, a very of-the-times, like, Winona Ryder and Anthony Michael Hall characters. Yes, yes. Um, and I just, like, I love, because it's, like, it's the pinks and the yellows and the greens and the blues juxtaposed to Edward with the whites and the blood red and the blacks black, and the grays. Black, black, yeah. And it's, like, it really even makes it bolder how different he looks. Because if it was just a normal, like, you could see the background here in my studio... There's a lot of colors going on and it works. It totally works fine. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of movies are like that, but because of the artistic choices that they make made with the set design and the costume design and everything, it makes Edward stand out even more. 
he's so pale and he's got black hair and yeah. you know oh my god it's that movie, movie is genius it's a great movie it's, it's like, fucking genius hey, it's why we're talking about it 30 years later you know so to end to end it with this i got one more movie and then i'm gonna let you say whatever you'd like um so i started it two nights ago and it was like three in the morning so i watched half of it and then i finished the other half early last night before i started a tv show that we'll talk about in a little bit um i'd never seen this movie uh, in the movie trivia show that I watched, this this film has come up a few times, and I would always get the question wrong because I've never seen this movie. Never really had heard of this movie other than within that context. Kind of passed me by. Have you ever seen the movie Heathers with Winona yeah. Ryder? Yeah, Christian and Christian Slater. Slater, yeah. Yeah, it's a cult classic, dude. Fucking mind blown. Yeah. I, I, I put it out last night, I'm like, this is definitely one of the strangest films I've ever seen, oh, yeah. but I highly recommend it. But oh, yeah. I, dude, the last 20 minutes of that movie, I didn't know where the fuck they were going, but yeah. it was great. I loved it. Yeah. What, what do you think about it? I, I haven't seen that movie probably in over a decade, but I remember really liking it when I saw it. I mean, I, I watched like the first decade of Winona Ryder's career because I had a huge crush on her when I was like a teenager. Yeah. You know, so I watched like all her movies from again, like from Beetlejuice to Reality Bites, Heathers. Um, I've never seen Reality Bites. that good? Yeah, it's a classic. I'm pretty sure Ben Stiller directed it and wrote it, I think. Okay. Ethan Hawke, Ben's, it's funny. It's like a, you know, it's like a coming of age, young young adults, like in their early 20s. Like, but that's why I watched it, because it kept coming up under like suggestions because I'd watched the other two movies yeah, with her. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I've never seen this and I heard good things. Yeah, you know, you should check it out. They're... There are uh, Rally Bites is funny. It's a, it's a classic like early '90s like not teenage. It's not like a, a teen movie like she's all that and can't hardly wait. They're more like in their early 20s and more like college, but it's still a good good movie. Um, very funny. Um, but yeah, no Winona Ryder and Heather's Beetlejuice. Christian Cr- Slater. Christian Slater. Yeah. T- full disclosure, I've only seen maybe a few movies with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he's, I mean, like he was hot for a bit and then he kind of drifted off, probably like lived a normal life. And then like, I know recently he's done like Mr. Robot, which I never watched. Um, he was phenomenal mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What's say you, what you been, what you been watching? <sighs> Nothing. I've just been music, 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 outside, outside, outside. Working out, working out, working out. School, school, school. Movies. I I was I watched the first episode of Mad Men last night, trying to go to sleep. And, pilot. Yeah. And does uh, it hold up? Yeah, actually. Um, every time I watch that show, I like it more and more because I just pay way more and more attention to the dialogue, the way they talk to each other. The sets are phenomenal. The the articulation in the colors and the textures and the wood and the drinking and the cigarettes and the ideas. It's a very cool show to see that part of it, you know, because like the first time you see a show like that, you're just fo- focusing on the on the drama, the, the looks, you know, the men are handsome, the women are beautiful. Like you're looking at that stuff. And then once you finally see underneath it, you see kind of how messed up the uh, the culture was back then. And it was pretty, pretty interesting. Other than The Leftovers season one. And True Detective season one. Well, I, I, I shouldn't even say because I actually so. Let me correct myself. Other than comedy shows, 
Mad Men is the only drama series that I've rewatched. I've seen the whole series twice. Mm. Sopranos, I've seen like half of it twice. And then like True Detective and The Leftovers, I really, really like the first season. So I've mm. seen those like a few times. But it takes a lot for me to rewatch a drama, especially one that's that's as lengthy as that. But after the show ended in 15, I it took me probably like a year and a half because I didn't binge it. It would just be like in between other shows. Mm-hmm. I, it's my favorite drama series of all time. Like my yeah. fa- like True Detective season one and The Leftover season one, I think are just like the best, like phenomenal. But as a whole, as a whole series, Mad Men does not have a bad season or a bad. It's, it's it doesn't just, have bad episodes, or bad seasons, and uh, Breaking Bad is another show for me that I feel the same way. Like no bad seasons, no bad episodes, no bad stories, no bad anything. Like they, that is a masterpiece of a show, um, start to finish. I feel that way about like Boardwalk Empire. You still haven't seen that yet, right? Still have not seen. I still haven't seen Succession either. All right, so this part. winter. I'd say wait till the winter because you're going to want to binge these shows because they're freaking amazing. Like, Warwick Empire is one of the best shows I've ever seen. You're going to love it. You're going to love everything about it. It's so I know. I also heard I would like Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders is cool. It's very different. Boardwalk always stays true to the period. So, like, all the music, all the fashion, the dialogue, the sets, the, the stories, the history, they all really happened, whereas Peaky Blinders plays more on like they'll have like modern music in it you know and it'll like be like yeah 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 and it's based in the you know early 20s in in uh england but it has a lot of uh, has a lot more um modern things and it's just like a different shot it just looks different like boardwalk, boardwalk empire is very like cinematic it's got more scorsese attached to it tim ben patton uh, I believe, maybe david chase people from the sopranos and the wire like it's a very Different Still haven't seen The Wire. Oh, The Wire. I know, dude. I know. You're naming these dude, legendary I, listen, shows. Listen, I, I don't like. I really think I just need to sit down and muscle through the last half of the third season of Westworld because I can't put that to rest. That mm-hmm. I still haven't finished that. That's that was one. That was one of my favorite shows. I do. You, are you, do you watch Westworld? I watched the first season. I haven't seen it since. <sighs> I I stuck up for season two, and season three is just so out there. It's it's whatever. I don't. We don't need to talk about it, but. Yeah, I'll you, watch them. You, you should one. watch them. There, there's a reason it's why people bring them up and talk about it and cut. But yeah, what I said, there's a reason why so many people bring them up and talk about them. Like the why, it's like you always hear The Sopranos, The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, Breaking Bad, Mad Men. You hear these shows because they're like they did something special. They they they're what brought they are what brought things like Game of Thrones to life. When we realized you could make a really good TV show, because before that. When you had like Oz came out in '97 and The Sopranos in '99, people like those types of shows did not exist. Um, you know, I was just listening to Mark Maron's WTF with uh, John Hamm. I listened to John Hamm, Brian Cranston, and Vince Gilligan, all three separate ones, but all talking about those things, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Mad Men, and like trying to get it pitched and trying to get it to be a thing back in 2006 and seven when it wasn't what it is now with te- television. And they were just trying to find a way to have something to be more re- realistic on a different cable network. And that's where AMC came to play because you couldn't do that stuff back in the day, you know, 15 years ago on TNT, WTTW, you name it, ABC, NBC, CBS. You couldn't do any of that stuff. Now, you can't do that stuff on ABC and you, NBC. You can't do a lot of it now, but you can do a lot more. You could do a lot more than you could have back then, you know? Right. So, yeah, it was, um, it's interesting that 
we are where we are. Like Game of Thrones only could exist because things like The Sopranos happened or things like Boardwalk Empire, you know. Right. It's uh, well, actually Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire came out maybe a year before Game of Thrones. Man, I miss Game of Thrones. I wish it wasn't. I wish it didn't end the way it did. <laughs> you know, it's it's fine. There's, I mean, <clears throat> that's what's great. Hold on a second. You got um. Got a cough going on seasons? No, like it's not a cough, just a runny nose. It's not COVID, I promise. It's just seasonal allergies. Um you have a seasonal allergy thing? Oh gosh. How long have you known me? Know. My goodness. I, I, uh, I wanted the fans to hear you say it. <laughs> I was uh Yeah. I was sitting on the porch at like two o'clock in the morning, so no shit, right? I'm blessed. Um I'm blessed. So speaking of TV shows, I started last night. I watched the pilot. It's been recommended uh by a few people. Um, Lovecraft Country. What's it called? On HBO, Lovecraft Country. Mm. It, the show just started. Never They're on it. like the fifth episode. Okay. It's been out for like a month. I watched the pilot. That got made about three, four in the morning. So I'm, I've got a few more episodes to watch. L- thus far, loving it. Yeah. Dude, it I'll is. I'll check it out. It's a very different show. Okay. I'm waiting for, like, cold weather. Like, when I saw that it was going to be 80s and 70s every day. This is a perfect show for you to watch for Halloween season. That's what I'm saying. I'm waiting until, like, mid-October before I start staying inside watching stuff. Because I've just been enjoying being out too much. And I know that the winter is coming, and it's going to be rough. So, I'm waiting. Uh I'm going to watch a lot this winter. We'll have a lot more to talk about. Winter is coming. Winter is definitely coming. We We got ourselves a good month. Daylight Savings is coming in a month. You know, it's like, ugh. that's when, that's when you binge and stay in and watch stuff, you know? I'm trying not to think about all of the other things that are going on in the world currently, because it's going to be a long winter. I mean, so let's talk about, cause every week the, uh, movie theater situation gets updated in some capacity. Um, it's bad. It's bad. I don't know if they're going to be able to afford to stay open very much longer. I don't know. I, I saw... Tenant again last Tuesday with Trevor, which I liked way more the second time. One, because the sound was significantly more convenient, but I want to see it again because, man, the more I like look into it and more you I watch like it, the movie that much, you want to watch okay, it. Okay, let me, let me tell you one thing. I know you didn't care for it that much, but let me say something. Right. Let me say something. <laughs> it is the type of movie that is so in depth, so much going on. You can't judge it until you watch it like five times. Like I literally don't want to judge it yet. I just want to keep watching because it's too in depth. The more I look into it, the more I watch it, the more I research about it and watch stuff about it, the more I, it makes sense and the more I actually like it. It's just so non-linear and so confusing and so strange that it's hard to attach yourself to it when you're normally used to, like anybody, not just you, not just me, but anybody, when you're used to watching things that aren't like that. It's the same reason why people felt a, a weird way when they saw Inception, even though that movie was way less confusing than Tenet. Um, you know, it's just like, I get it. So like, I want to keep watching it because, man, I'm just like, when I watched it again, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then I researched about it. I watched a 20-minute video on someone online more explaining it. I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to like piece it together. I want to see it again because every time you watch it, you could see more of that details and you realize how attention, how much attention to detail Nolan put into it to make 
this weird storyline makes sense and the attachments behind it and why it's why you get the name the uh, antagonist and or the protagonist and not a person's name why you get neil who is robert pattinson's character's name and why he is more grounded and loose it's because he's been friends with the protagonist for years he's his friend but the protagonist hasn't met him yet because they're in different linear times so it's like a very interesting concept that like i just did you can't get it the first time around the first time around you're like i don't know what i'm watching this is crazy i don't know what's going on i can't relate to any of this you know what i'm saying it's a very you're detached the whole time it's more of a visual sonic uh, stimuli that you're just getting but you're like i don't understand what i'm watching and it takes it just takes time it's it's one of those movies that you're just gonna have to like keep re-watching and you'll pick up something new every time you watch it. Like, more and more of it makes sense more and more, you know? That's my take on it. So I'm going to watch it oh, yeah. again in theaters in a different Dolby theater. I'm going to keep going to, like, nice theaters and watching different ways. And then, I don't know. It's fa- There's nothing else to watch. So like, why not, you know? There's nothing else out. We have, we're going to have a lot of Netflix and Apple TV and Amazon movies coming out. Netflix has got some good ones coming out. The uh, Chicago 7 looks really good. Um yeah, that looks cool. The cast is stacked. And then what's that other one that's coming out? Um, I just saw the trailer. I just watched it. What was it? Um, I'm still waiting for the Mac trailer or the Mac, Mac information because that looks like it's gonna be awesome. There was a Mac with David. Oh, the, 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 I think uh, it's pronounced Mac. Yeah, but uh, I read somewhere in IndieWire that there's one shot he shot 200 times and it took like a week or something to film. <laughs> Which is like so David Fincher, but um, what is the other Netflix movie? It's coming out October thirteenth. It looked interesting. I just watched the trailer, and I'm drawing a blank. What movie? What, I, I don't. It it's a Netflix movie coming out October thirteenth, and I literally just watched the trailer before we started, and I cannot. Think. Hold on. Like you I, talk for a second. I can't. I just watched that. I know Chicago Seven. I saw the trailer. Yeah. Movie. The Cabin? Yes, no. yes. That The Burt Kreischer yeah. comedy? Yeah, special? it's a bunch of comedians in it, and it looks really funny. It's like All a right. it's like a weird behind-the-scenes like comedy thing with a bunch of funny comedians in it, and it looks really funny and interesting. Netflix is doing a lot of interesting stuff between their serious movies, their thrillers, their TV shows, and, like, comedy. It's, like, it's pretty sweet with the stuff they have going on. Yeah, that's crazy. Sorry, I, I got really distracted. I was reading something on the internet, which I shouldn't be doing. We're in the middle of a show, but I was I was looking for I was looking for a name, and I'm and then I'm like googling your October thirteenth shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, um, lots of cool stuff to look forward to. Streaming you know. wise, yeah. yeah. Streaming wise, I don't yeah. Know the what's Chicago going Seven movie Paramount sold it to Netflix um, because of COVID, so. That's good. But I just, yeah, I got a feeling we're, hold on. Rob's got a feeling, a feeling he can't hide. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, dude. That's one of the, that's one of the most underrated songs on that whole album. I love that song. (laughs) No, I had to blow my nose, so I mute the microphone. All right. Um, I just got a feeling it's going to, it's going to be a long ass winner. Mm -hmm. So it's cool, man. Lots of music. Lots of podcasting. I'm going to be doing three podcasts this winter. I'm excited for. Are you going to start your uh, mm-hmm. that talk show you wanted? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. In November, I'm going to start it. I'm, ha- I'm having the artwork made right now. I'm going to. So I've decided for space. 
I'm going to tell you this now because this affects you. For space, because one of the podcasts I'm doing is going to have like six people in it. <laughs> and Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, Anything Goes. It's gonna, you'll, be, you'll be on it one day. We're doing only one a month, so I don't know how long it's going to take. But it's, okay. gonna, it's called Anything Goes for a reason. And, and it's a bunch of my friends, and we're just going to be things. It's going to get wacky. It's going to be fun, though. Especially you throw me in the mix. We don't know where we're going to go. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. And then uh, Bending Brains and then obviously Mandate Movies. And um, Bending Brains is going to kind of take over Friends and Music. It's going to absorb it, its energy, and do a lot of the same thing, but but more so. And I think... How is is, uh, Matt doing? Matt's doing well. I think he's just happy to be chugging along. He's still doing his thing. Is he still working at the same place? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he okay. is. yeah, he's doing well. Even with everything going on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, but I was going to do the podcast in that other space, and I realized, like, that only really works for, like, two people. It's just too small. So I think I'm going to keep it down here and then just, like, dis- redesign the this, this space with the couches and kind of set up permanent microphones and just kind of refigure it a little bit. And on the back wall where we normally would be sitting, you know, I have that artwork and those posters. I'm going to put a nice Mandate movie poster. A nice Bending Brains one, a nice Anything Goes one, and then a DZ Records one. I just kind of have the four in a row, so those, and I'm gonna get a camera, and those will be in all the shots. So like, no matter which podcast we do, like, where our logos are always there. We'll have video from now on, and uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, because I also we'll t- we'll save this for a different conversation, but I'm I've got everything set up so I can start live streaming on my YouTube channel, not from my phone, but from the computer, mm-hmm. so the quality won't be as good. Uh, cause I want to start conducting interviews with people for Renaissance, man. It's just, I don't want people coming here. So it's just, I had to set all that stuff up, but, um, yeah, no, lots of fun stuff. I'm really looking forward, really getting into this whole world. It's pretty cool. The YouTubes and <laughs> the, YouTube. I'm really getting into the YouTubes, <laughs> you know, yeah. me tube, YouTube, iTube. It's great. Hey, you know, wake up in the morning. It's like, hey, let's go to the YouTube. Let's go to the you YouTube. What are you What are you watching? I'm watching the YouTubes. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, I'm going to, you know, configure some lighting. I'm just going to change it up a bit. And like, you know, this is the space. I'm just going to do it here. I'm going to use that room as like, you know, an office and like hang out and like mixing suite and still like create a vocal booth. But for now, I'm just right. going to do it down here. It's already the couches are more comfortable. It's more spacious. Concrete floor. All these people coming in and out. I don't care if people spill or we have food. I would be so nervous in that other room, you know? No, I hear you. It's just a different thing. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So um So what do you that, think? Oh yeah, so we were talking about movie theaters, right? Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh shout out to Dan Merle, uh, who started his own channel uh over the last few months. Uh Dan if you're not familiar with Dan Merle, he knows a lot about he's very good at statistics and all that kind of stuff and breaks down box office stuff all the time. So go check out Dan Merle. I'm gonna shout him out because he's he's just the best. And he's amazing in movie trivia. But anyways, so actually he put a video out the other day and I watched it when I was on the treadmill at the gym and he was kind of basically breaking down how long theaters can afford to stay open without having to like temporarily close again. Not, not, not even due to like health mandates, um, and, or like go down to just being open three or four days a week because the amount of money that's coming in versus the costs to run these theaters all day is not, it's not good. And the bot for, as far as I'm concerned, the bottom line is 
I get Warner Brothers' idea with Tenet. It's a marathon, not a sprint. We're going to make our money over a long period of time. But, you know, the reality of it is, and this is just my personal opinion, I think everything that's going on is going to get worse before it gets better. So if they're, I mean, they've already moved Wonder Woman to December, which will get moved again, I feel. Black Widow uh, is on the verge of being delayed or already has been delayed. It's hard to keep up. My bottom line is this. I truly think it's going to be like March when I I just feel between now and March, we're going to see the theaters not necessarily go dark, but they're going to wind back the new releases that they're going to put out for the most part, the big temple ones. They'll probably continue to release some movies. Tenet will stay in the theater. Uh, They'll continue to show old movies, but I really feel that if we stay on the path that we're on, the movie theaters are going to have no choice but to cut back their hours just because they're just, the money. Dude, they already have. They already $4 have. million dollars last weekend. They already Damn. have. They already cut. Like, you can't see a movie until, like, 2 p.m. I used to be able to go at 8.30, you know, in the morning. My, I miss my $6 movies, you know? Like, you used to be able to do that. I used to do it all the time. That's the only time I would ever go. And now it's the earliest you could see something's you know, two, three, four, they don't have his latest showings. They don't have the 11s and the midnight. So like they already cut it down in half and now they might have to just cut it down days, leave those hours and cut down days. Maybe do Thursday to Sunday or something, you know, or only have half the screens open. You they, know, they don't have all the screens clean open. half the theaters. They didn't have all the screens. When I went, there wasn't, you would think, oh, really? oh yeah. Yeah. You would think tenant would be in all the theaters. It was only in like three or four. And then like, there was one or two other movies that are out, and like that's it. And then like the other half of these weren't even open; they weren't even showing. So, they've, everything you're saying, it's already happening it, it, around here. Yeah, the two, two theaters okay. I went to were already I mean, like. To be that. honest with you, the two movies that I have seen, I really wasn't paying that close attention, and they were at these you know goofy times. Well, um, like when we went to see Tenet, there wasn't a soul in sight, but the one person. Oh, there wasn't anybody, and there was what four people in the theater. Like that's it, and no one around. So like. It's already like that. Um, I don't know. I I personally think that with sanitation, 40% capacity, and masks, it's absolutely fine to go to theaters. We've already been doing Not stuff about like that. that. It's about, I mean, once again, it's just the cost of keeping them open. Right. Well, it's just you know, like there are not enough people going. Like, it's 40% capacity, but they've only ever been at 10. Like, there was not 40% of the people in that theater. No. Nor the Five second time I went. The second we time were... I went, there was two people in the whole place besides Trevor and I. Like, there was nobody around. So it's like, they're not even, they can be 40, but no one's going because of what's going on where it's like, I don't know, we're following all the guidelines that the CDC has, the laws that they ha- that the state put up. So it's like, and I'm being cautious about it. I'm not touching anything. I'm just relaxing on a seat, watching it, and they disinfect that crap anyway. And besides, you go to that first showing, you're the only one in there. No one was there before you, so. I think it also, like... I'm going to be honest because of this, there's, there's two statements I'm going to make. The first is you can really tell the audience that is there for film because like, I think about like all of my buddies, like from growing up and stuff, they're not going to the movies. Me too. They went to the movies before, but now they're going, yeah, it's been six months. I can just rent this movie for $10 at my house. Yeah. You know, yada, yada, yada. Oh, this is on Netflix. Oh, great. They don't care. 
So they might not ever go back to the movies because it's just to them, it's like, ah, you know, me and my girlfriend or my wife, it's going to cost 60 bucks. Yeah. You know? I mean, most people didn't go that often to begin with. It was a, a fun activity they would do once every couple months. You know? And people that are like us that are really into film and this whole bubble that we live in, the thousands of people across this country that live in that bubble, a lot of us are going I'm going to go at two in the afternoon because I don't want to get COVID and there's only going to be three people in the theater. And it's like, that's a thing. So I don't know. I just, uh, I was driving home last night and I live, I knew I live near multiple Walmarts, but I heard Walmart was starting to do drive-in movies. And the one that is near my house, I was driving home last night and I saw them setting everything up and I'm like, Oh Wow this is legitimate. Like I'm going to do one. They're doing it. I've yeah. Done, I've never I've done been it to a drive-in. So Rob, I'm going to do one. Cause I've done it before. I have a, a, an HD projector and the sound system. So like, you're going to do a drive-in at your house. Yeah. I've done it before. I did it in 2013. Lawn chair. Do I have to sit? No, in the we'll, car? we'll bring, cha- not drive it. We'll, it'd be chairs. It'd be chairs. <laughs> I'm going to do it because why not? Because I, I have the, the sound and I have the screen and I had the projector. I'm going to buy a new bulb and I have the gear. So like, yeah. What do you, what are you going to watch? Uh, because of like the kids and stuff, I'll probably won't put anything past PG 13 as much as I would want. Uh, you know oh, yeah, I mean? there's going to be kids coming? No, it's just I have neighbors that have kids and like the, oh, the apartment yeah. complex behind me. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to be blasting nudity and swear words when like I live in a neighborhood and it's going to be loud anyway. So like, no, I got I was just asking what's right, going right. Right, so I might play something like, let's see, PG-13, great movie, probably something off, you know, Disney Plus, like Star Wars or or Endgame or, you know, something like that, something fun. Possibly, an, uh, I, I do have a 4K collection of decent movies, so maybe, like, maybe we'll watch 1917, actually. Should have a, should have a, have a Halloween Monster Fest. Yeah, oh, we got Joker, there we go, that's a good one. Watch some horror movies. Watch yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be fun. Anyway, so I'm like, now I'm going to check this Walmart thing out, you know, right down the street. So I hey, don't know. That's how was it? Did you see it? No, I just, like I said, I saw them setting up. Mm, okay. So they were like setting up all their shit um, in the back of the parking lot. So I just, I don't know. I'm going to have to go check it out. I'm going to go look online later and see what their kind of schedule and their plan is and stuff. But it's just, that's kind of like, that's my point is that there are now so many alternatives to going into a theater. And to your point, uh, AMC and Cinemark, because I've been to one of each 10 out of 10 with their cleanliness and their, and their guidelines, they do a great job. Got nothing, not a bad thing to say about either one. Um, it's just, you know, Tenet made $4 million this past weekend in the United States, and it's its third week in, 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 out there. And you figured that the movie would have gone up because people are like, oh, well, it's been out for a couple of weeks. It seems to be safe. Let's go. Whereas the opposite's happened. And I understand they got that marathon. That's how we're going to make our money. But I, all the other studios are like, this is way too big of a loss. Like, we're going to hold out. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll wait till next year. Except if they all wait, this is the the drawback. If they all wait, the theaters will close. They only can survive with those studios putting movies into them. So what are they waiting for? Because they might be waiting for the end. They might be waiting for something that won't be there. Do you know what I'm saying? Dude, that's that's a that's a downer. But you know what I'm saying? Like without no, you're right. Without I Disney mean, and right. Paramount and Warner Brothers and 
All the other big production companies that have deals with theaters, Universal, 20th Century Fox, you name it, they can't survive without that. So, like, if the movies aren't going into them, then they won't have a place to play them. They're all going to have to... This could be where you just go to streaming and you pay the 20 or 30 bucks. Black Widow could... Disney Plus, we talked about this. They can Don't make stay. their... They could make their service 50 cents more a month, negligible, no one notices. You get a little little weird contract update. You have to click the box, said you read all the terms of service, and it goes up to 750 and that pays for Black Widow in itself because you got hundreds of millions of people paying that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like they might just do that. It might be a thing, and it's annoying, and it sucks, and it, no one saw it coming. But it was already kind of happening to begin with. So many independent films weren't coming out. In those theaters anymore because of the big blockbusters always destroying the box office and taking up all this, the screenings, you know? Uh, as a side note, we're going to wrap this up in about 10 minutes because there is a major news announcement that I just got a text message about that you and me are both going to want to watch. What do you mean? About... Well, because this episode's going to air after the news story breaks. So. About what? I don't know what you said. <laughs> Here, I'll show you the screen. You why, can't you, why can't you just say it? Because I, I don't know what's going to happen with it. What do you mean? Just say what it is. Here, I'll show you. Rob's being so secret. They're, they're making an announcement about... How do I do this? Just tell about, me. About, about that. I, I so, didn't see it. I didn't, I, I, you, doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it after the show. Okay. You're all good. Sorry. <laughs> just, I'm all good. Uh... Yeah, I just, it sucks. And it is what it is. Um, you know, the upside is this. Me and you talked about this six months ago with the fact that they're going to run out of shit to show pretty soon. Um, from what it looks like, they've been able to film enough stuff over the last couple months that hopefully we don't run into any of those kind of situations. It's like I said, I mean, this Lovecraft country, I don't know when they shot, I, you see Fargo season four is finally coming out at the end of the month. Obviously they were able to do those last few days of shooting to wrap that show up. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just, it's going to be a long, I just think it's going to be a long, uh, six more months until we can kind of figure out where we're at. Uh, and it's right about the movie theaters. I, you know, I know we want to be optimistic, but it's, I'm just looking at the numbers going, the venues, the music venues and the movie theaters gonna aren't going to survive if people can't go into it and pay money to keep them going. Um, it's going to be a new world next year. Different things are going to come up that we never thought were possible. Um, venues are going to have a hard time this winter cause we can't do the outside stuff. Things are going to get very virtual and very contrived to be so. It's going to be forced by society that if you don't do it that way, everyone's going to look at you and be like, what do you do? And it's like, I don't know. I'm trying to be a normal human being. Um, why don't we all just pay attention to the rules and the law and the scientists and also be healthier so if you do get sick, you don't die? Uh, things like that. So we just need to work on that as, as a society. There's just so many things. But, I, you know, we also just need to work on the country not being so shitty. Yes. That, I mean, there's a lot of things you need to work on the racism and the sexism and the, and the, and the xenophobia. A lot of it is a problem. And that's the beauty of music and art is those things bring people. They, they do the opposite of that. Or at least they should, you know, instead of me buying a new guitar, uh, which I wasn't planning on doing, but this is like a 
just for example, I got to get a MacBook Pro and a really good webcam because as a musician, that's how I'm going to like put my shit out there now. Yeah. You know, I know I can film on my phone and stuff, but having a good webcam for live streaming on YouTube with a MacBook Pro with Final Cut or Adobe or whatever, that's the future. That's that's it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I'll do that for free at nighttime and go find work during the day because that's all that's going to be left. Yeah. I know. You know? I know. I think I'm going to start doing um, once a month live shows here, like how I used to when they were real shows, and now I might just stream them and do them. Like I might start in October. Yeah. Do October, November, December. Like just do them every month just to keep something going, you know? You know, I you can set up, I, I can show you how to do it. I set up Streamlabs so people can donate, you know, money if they want, and, you know, but it's like that's going to be it. I know. You know, the only upside to that is then I'm in control. So if I want to do a 45 minute set where I sing my ass off and, you know, it's, you know, as well as I do, if you're going to play for two hours, you got to, you kind of want to keep your voice at like 90% not go all in. Yeah. So you can it the endurance, but it's like the way I've been singing lately, I, I just let it all out because I, I know I'm only going to play for so long. It's nice. Yeah. Um, it's, I, yeah, that's, it's okay, man. We're going to. We got to just keep doing stuff. Just got to keep coming up with ideas. We got to be creative as creatives. That's it. And the, and it's great. And it's like having these outlets and stuff is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, we'll be all right. My, the, the new podcast ideas that I mentioned will be, Love will be in place in the next month. I already have everything I need. Just got to get a camera and that's not a big deal. And we're good. I already have the cables, the lights, the mics, the the people. The people are there. You know, we're se- oh, yeah. we're seasoned. We're oiled at this. So like, oh yeah, let's just go into it, and it'll be fun. And it's our our podcasts are great like this, but it's just a different thing when we're just sitting there on the couch, and just I and, and I sprawl out. My feet are too close to you. It's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Come on. I mean, that you know, the listeners never really know that when we used to sit in studio together, and you'd be sprawled out on the couch. I'd be like, whoa, come on. I'll leave room for Jesus, buddy. What are you doing? <laughs> that just means I'm comfortable. That's a no, good... I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I've been doing, I'm like 10 episodes into Rob's Rhythms. Uh, me and Max have been doing it. Yeah, how's I, that going? Get me on once. It's fun. It's just an audio podcast. Just shoot the shit about music. I want to get more guests on. Like, I'll bring you on. Yeah, yeah. I'll come by. I got to check the uh, place out anyway. So Talk about music. It's a blast. And then Renaissance Man, it's really lived up to the term Renaissance Man because it's kind of all over the place. It's like me doing news-orientated entertainment stuff, me doing music, uh, audio feeds, video feeds. My buddy Raheem was on last month. We talked about his acting career, and it's great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good, Um, man. Yeah. Well, in closing, um, let's hope for the best for theaters for people to be to be smart about it and just like follow the rules go to the theater still support these movies it'll be all right trust me i've been twice there's no one in sight no one's gonna touch you no one's gonna bother you you might be the first person ever walk into the theater so it's it's much safer than when you go grocery shopping or go to the gas station or go to get the discount tires or go to starbucks or order your stupid fast food it's safer than those things there's way less people touching and going around so like just go to the theater and see the movies that are there, please. 
Otherwise, they won't be around. They literally will not. They can't they exist. It's too much money to operate those facilities. Millions of dollars. So, otherwise, we're going to be stuck to our laptop, cell phones, and TVs in our living room. Streaming everything. <sighs> God, this is weird. <laughs> Make sure you're registered to vote. Register to vote. Be a better person. Stay creative. Be open. Listen to others. And maintain your sanity, please. <laughs> All right, Rob. Until next time, Ben. Yes, we will. We'll next week. We'll uh, do this again. Yes, sir. Take care. All right, man. buddy. All right. Take care, man. Have a great week, everyone. Ciao.